Welcome to the Women's Football Podcast. We are back to bring you all the latest news and thoughts from the Champions League to the National League. After a busy summer of sports, we've allowed a few of our regulars some more time off, but I can always count on former Aston Villa media officer Emily Lyles to come on and share her thoughts. Emily, it's good to have you back. I've missed you. Oh, I've missed you too. I was just thinking then, as you were just introducing us, how much I've missed you and missed your company, Liv. Oh, thanks, pal. I don't pay her to say this stuff, by the way, Naomi. (laughs) (laughs) And well, with that saying, um, making her second appearance on the podcast today, we have current Fulham FC women's player Naomi Felton. So great for you to swing by. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Uh, Yeah, doing well. just getting back into the swing of the season again, really now. It's um, it's been a, feels like a lifetime since we've had two seasons cancelled due to COVID. We're finally at a point now where we're back into a well, what seems like a proper season. So yeah, it's good. Feeling fit, feeling sharp. Uh, yeah, yeah, getting there. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, we've had it. We had we had a solid preseason actually, and a and a few. Um, we had about five or six preseason friendlies as well, so that was good. So yeah, um, our league and our league started officially last weekend. So it's all going well. Thank you. Perfect. Well, we'll chat more about that later. So coming up on the show today, the championship returns in full swing, a preview to the start of the WSL and a Q&A with Naomi, who will talk all things Fulham and will also give her the power to talk us through the National League as well. So the championship kicked off 10 teams in action and what an opening weekend it has been. Not a single draw. There was a seven-goal thriller at Hayes Lane as Crystal Palace beat Bristol City 4-3, who were relegated from the WSL last season. Sunderland narrowly beat Coventry City 1-0, a 2-1 win for Durham at home to Watford, Blackburn Rovers 2-0 winners against Sheffield United, and Liverpool were defeated by London City Lionesses 1-0. Naomi, let's start with the last one there, Liverpool. Not really the result Matt Beard would have wanted, were you surprised by the scoreline, especially because they were at home? I was very surprised, yeah. Um, I actually looked at the... Re- I was following the results quite closely today um, as I have a few friends playing in the Championship and I was very shocked by the Liverpool score. Um, that would have been a big loss for them, especially on the first day of the season. Mm. It was just a narrow penalty, wasn't it, I believe? Yes, that's right, yeah. That was all the difference. And it's not just Liverpool who... I mean, we can sort of say it already probably should be contenders or definitely up there this season to go up but losses for Bristol City and Sheffield United too who are normally quite dominant Emily we've we've discussed this a million times but I'm going to ask you again how difficult is it to get promoted out of this league and would you who like who do you consider to be in the frame this season as you say we've spoken about it a lot it is tricky I think to be fair it's something that you see across football generally that once a team gets relegated into a division below, I guess a good comparison might be when in the men's game, a team gets relegated from League Two to the conference. People naturally assume that they will be front runners. And, you know, sometimes they are the teams that are relegated, but actually it never quite works out that way because the gap isn't that big. And I think with the WSL, yes, the gap at the top and probably the bottom is quite big, but actually the bottom of the WSL or sort of the last few spots in the WSL and the championship isn't particularly great. And I think that that's something that, that you've seen and, and certainly, I guess, seen reflected in today's results. 
In terms of contenders, I think Durham have had a good result again. And I know there's obviously been a lot of positive sentiment coming from the northeast in terms of recruitment, both from a playing point of view, but also, you know, from backroom staff. I know there's a lot of excitement up there about some of the people they've got on board. And again, they're extremely consistent and have been for a while. And I guess probably know that division better than most. Um, I guess it would be a bit remiss to sort of rule out Liverpool off the back of, of one result, really, when you look at the quality that they have. And as you say, it was it was a narrow defeat, which is something you can certainly see in the early stages. And and then, yeah, I guess it's really difficult. I mean, if you look at today's results alone, there's probably a few surprises in there, aren't there? If you look at and I'm sure we'll get onto it, the sort of Blackburn results and beating Sheffield United. So, yeah, I, I, I'm reluctant to say more of the same, but I think you're probably, again, I guess, looking at your Durham's, Liverpool's, you think Bristol City, but then perhaps, you know, there might be one or two surprise packages, which is something we've seen recently. Mm, I always consider Durham always the bridesmaid, never the bride. They, like you say, consistently every season just seem to be pipped by one or two other teams. Um, at least Bristol being consistent, still letting in goals, but scoring some more goals which is you know progress yeah no no you're so right and I think again they obviously wouldn't have wanted to get off to this start you know you want to start positively don't you or at least with something on the board but yeah I guess you look at it yes they've conceded four but they're scoring and it was narrow and you know it it was it was entertaining I guess but yeah another just fascinating set of results Mm, absolutely. And the Charlton v Lewis match was postponed. Um, I think that the club had a few COVID cases. Naomi, I, I think you'll have more expertise on this subject because I think you alluded to it at the beginning. Just how difficult is it as a player when these matches are being called off and you're not playing week in, week out? Do you think this is going to still have an impact this season on results with things like COVID and weather etc our game for Fulham today actually was postponed due to COVID as well Millwall we were due to play them and unfortunately they had a couple of cases um and yeah you just can't uh, take the risk unfortunately so it's really starting to affect um quite a lot of teams you know obviously this week we prepared for our game against Millwall tactics wise you know we're really raring and ready to go and then unfortunately on Friday evening got got the um, information through so yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna play a big impact and unfortunately there's not enough clubs that are full-time that can that can manage COVID properly you know a lot of us are obviously out working and traveling around and some of us are frontline staff and there's just that risk there unfortunately way too much compared to the men whereas they're in that confined space and it can be easily controlled so yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, it's just something we're going to have to learn to work and live with at the moment until until things get slightly easier. Just please, whatever happens, just don't cancel the season again and let's not go months without any football. I agree. I completely agree. It, it's so it's so difficult and hard. Um, if if that came into place again, it's but yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, the winter will bring some more positivity rather than last year and no more lockdowns, please. <laughs> Absolutely. And you'll get your rematch and both of these clubs will be up and running in no no time. So it's going to be an exciting season. Let's move on swiftly to the Women's Super League, which kicks off this Friday. Uh, Manchester United are up against Reading. Ladies, a new format, lots of new players, coaches, a new home in Sky Sports. How excited are you for the season to start? Emily, is it going to be one of the best yet? You know what I think it is? I think you're noticing the excitement more and more. I think the Sky deal is huge. 
those billboards and general marketing with Fran Kirby and Edison Cavani together, I know have created a lot of conversation. And I know just from a very personal level, some of my friends who perhaps aren't close followers of the women's game have noticed it. And they're saying, you know, that's okay. It's, it's a big marketing campaign, but it's actually quite a subtle, subtle little nudge to it and, and a subtle way of promoting. And it's not sort of promoting both facets of the game separately it's just bringing it all as one and I think the sky deal is big I think there's been plenty of movement hasn't there between teams and some exciting signings across the board really you know not just your top teams most clubs have invested in different ways and have some new personnel so yeah I think it's going to be big I think it's really cool that crowds are coming back as well and it will be interesting to see I guess what the appetite is there. And, and when I say appetite, we know we know it's there and we know there is a core fan base. But I think generally post-COVID, in terms of what the numbers are like, if it takes a bit of time for them to get back up. But yeah, I mean it's it's super exciting, isn't it? And yeah, can't wait. But lots of new faces, both players and coach-wise. Naomi, what team or teams do you think are the ones to watch this season? And are there any transfers that have sort of caught your eye or you've been quite impressed with? Um, I mean, for me, obviously, Chelsea are always one of the stronger sides, you know, coming on off the back of a Champions League final, you know, some some superstars in there. They really are. Um, um, but I think for me, I think Everton have made a couple of great signings over this summer as well. Um, uh, so I think they're definitely one to watch out for. And also for me, you mentioned with Sky, it was funny today. So I obviously have the app to keep an eye on the scores. And this season is the first time I've ever seen live kind of up to date coverage on the games minute by minute and they put the name of the scorers in the app and you know even for the championship which was brilliant whereas last season it was only other WSL um, was in there and it had the scores but it never had the goal scorers or anything like that so I just think that's that's amazing the fact that the, you know the people are getting personal names now are getting mentioned in in on the, on the media it's, it's just brilliant but um, yeah but anyway back to your question I definitely think Everton are one to watch out for this year um, I think they've got a great setup um, and again Leicester you know like they're playing at the the main ground, you know, they've got, you know, there's been lots of coverage from Brendan Rogers saying we're all equal, we're one, we're one team, we're one club. Um, so yeah, I think they're they're putting a lot of money into it as well. So they could be another one. No, yeah, you are right. King Power is all confirmed, which is nice. And there's quite a few clubs that are already playing in the men's stadium. Naomi, I will actually just ask you a question I was going to ask you a little bit later, because obviously last time you came on the podcast, you know, you said that Leighton Orient is no more and you've now moved to Fulham. Do you feel that same kind of support? Because obviously Fulham is known as predominantly the men's team. Do you feel that they support the women's team in the way that we've seen other teams doing at the moment? Definitely. I've been incredibly impressed. And obviously during pre-season, you know, I was debating on where to go and, you know, who to play for this season. Um, And after having, you know, a conversation with the coach there, I've been incredibly impressed. You know, we train at Motspur Park where the men train. Um, obviously, due to COVID, it's it's a bit all over the place in terms of you know timings and things. You have to be very careful. But the fact that they're allowing us to use their facilities is is fantastic. We get exactly the same kit as the men. You know, there's no, you know, there's nothing different there. Whereas at Leighton Orient, it was all you know separate. Um, so we get full access, just like just like the men do. So yeah, I've been incredibly impressed. They really are putting a lot of a lot of funding and push into the women's game. And over the next five years, they have aspirations to to be in in that top tiers, you know, in in the in the Southern Prem ideally. Um, and then from there on, really, we've got some great youth players coming through, and it's really exciting time. Hmm. Exciting to be a woman, a woman's footballer finally in this day yes. and age. A long time coming. 
Um, Emily, I think Naomi's kind of touched on who's, you know, been impressive in the transfer market and the ones to watch. Do you think there are some teams that haven't invested enough? And, you know, obviously Bristol went down last season. Who do you think might struggle this season? It's a really good question. I guess I was going to say just from a purely, um, you know, obviously I'm always across what's going on in the West Midlands back at home. You know, there's part of me that looks at, you know, some of some of the personnel that have left Birmingham. But then I think actually they've, in some respects, recruited quite well at the same time. But I think, again, as we've touched on a lot, there's there were a lot of behind the scenes issues there. So, you know, you hope those are resolved and you hope that it's better, better for everybody there. But I think because it's been so turbulent, perhaps, perhaps then, but then equally, you know, you look at some of the talent that they've signed, the likes of. Emily Ramsey in goal um, on loan from Man United, who's a very talented goalkeeper, but then I guess lost Hamilton to Aston Villa. So it's that kind of caveat, really, isn't it? Um, it's probably Carl Ward raided the team. Yeah. And I guess you, you can totally understand that because I think it's, and it's quite strange actually looking at Birmingham alone as a, as a women's football city that I think most people didn't see Villa really ever taking over Birmingham because Birmingham have got that tradition, haven't they? And they've been leaders and at the front end of the women's game for a long time. But I think investment and various other factors have, have led to this. Um, so, yeah, no, it's very, it's very, very interesting um, to see how they do because I'm saying that and I'm talking about the behind the scenes, but you never, you never know. It could be that they've got a squad of players who are very together and, you know, manage manage to 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 sort of perform better and more consistently this season. Um, but I think when I look at it, um, Leicester have recruited quite well to say that they're coming up. Which which you know they've got some very experienced players there who are used to playing in this league. I guess there's still that debate around how they will do um, coming into the league. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say perhaps those two in in the main. But you know, obviously, would welcome other people's views on that one as well. Naomi, do do you agree or or can you see maybe another couple of teams perhaps struggling? Uh, no, I, I completely agree. Actually, that that step from the championship to the WSL is is big, you know. And there are world class players playing for that level, you know, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal. We've got world class players, so to step into that league and then play against the top tiers, it's it's going to be tough. So yeah, I agree. Birmingham is a uh, is a is a going to be a tricky one. But again, Leicester is, is dependent on how they. Um, just react to the league really and obviously hopefully they do really well but you know it's just it's a hit and miss and it's a long it's a long season too so we'll see how it goes mm, I do I do worry about Birmingham slightly but having said that since the buzz and the TV deal you almost feel like women's football now is under a microscope so I, I would like to think these clubs can't get away with what they were doing last season but who knows what's going to happen it's a funny old game football uh just another couple of fun questions around the WSL um golden glove golden boot obviously very dominant with Chelsea last season anyone else in the frame to take one of those Naomi it's difficult isn't it I mean Chelsea's got such a strong team now with strong international players you know coming in from Europe um I would say that they will they will dominate this league again but potentially Man City as well you know we've got they've got some great youth players coming in there and you know, Ellen White did very well in the Olympics. So, you know, she could be coming off a bounce for that. So, yeah, it dependent. But I do think Chelsea will dominate. Emily, do you agree? And we've got to remember, Nikita Paris is back now as well. And she's always up, up in the frame and leading one of the, what, top three leading goal scorers in this league? 
Yeah, there's always that brilliant battle, isn't there, between WSL records between Ellen White and Nikita Paris. And I know it's splitted a few times and then obviously Nikita left and and Ellen's still been in the league. But no, I think Ellen White actually is a very good shout because the way she performed at the Olympics and has performed so consistently, I think, you know, providing that, you know, City continue to perform, she's got a very, very good shout there. Um, Because again, it doesn't necessarily mean that whoever wins the league is going to win the golden glove and the golden boot does it so it'll be interesting um to see how she gets on and I think she's she's a very very good shout but I have to agree with Naomi I think Chelsea will dominate and you know probably retain their title big claims ladies I mean they've got a tough first game against Arsenal at the Emirates which um I haven't been across all of the tickets but I assume it's going to be a big sellout for that so can we see a surprise or are you or are you still back Chelsea? No, I still back Chelsea. I think I think even in those environments and with that atmosphere at the Emirates on the day, I think they will be the stronger team. Put, put your money there. Yeah, MV? definitely. Agree? Yeah, I do. I do really. They seem to um, certainly domestically, don't they, be able to to overcome most challenges and. Just going back to the, the fact that games at the the Emirates and the marketing push generally that we've seen, I think that's something that certainly I've noticed out and about in London. The, the marketing for that game has been really, really good um, from Arsenal. And in terms of, you know, it's been present for weeks, really. And you just hope that they kind of get the crowd there that that, that fixture deserves. Because I guess the beauty of playing at a stadium like that is any kind of COVID concerns can be really mitigated, can't they? Because it's a venue that's obviously huge can accommodate people safely and is is used to hosting those games of that magnitude. And let's be honest, they can't do any worse than Arsenal men at the moment at that stadium. So I'm sure it'll be very happy to see the women's team play there. But uh, enough of that shade from me. Um, Naomi, let's go through the National League because I know you've been keeping an eye out on the scores. Um, So Andrew, who's normally on the podcast, would just take it away so the floor is yours brilliant thank you yeah sure so um starting off with the northern prem so derby county hosted burnley um with a 2-1 win uh whole city lost to nottingham forest 6-0 which was one of the biggest defeats of the weekend uh loughborough lightning lost to huddersfield town 5-1 middlesbrough beat west brom 4-1 sheffield sheffield beat Stoke city 1-0 and the only draw of the weekend, Wolverhampton Wanderers drew with Field um, uh, today as well. So some some interesting results in there. Um, and unfortunately, you know, a big a big loss for Hull City with a 6-0. Um, and now moving to the Southern Prem. So Bridgewater United beat Crawley Wasps 3-1. Uh, newly promoted Ipswich Town beat Cardiff City 1-0, which would have been a great result for them. Ken Chencham Town lost to Plymouth Argyle 5-1. And it was only 2-1 at half time, so it would have been an interesting second half there. I'll be um, looking forward to seeing the highlights on Twitter later on. Uh, London Bees drew to Chichester uh, 1-1. Portsmouth drew to Oxford United 1-1. And Southampton beat Gillingham 9-0, which was the biggest defeat of the Southern Prem this weekend. So that would have been a big loss for Gillingham as, you know, a, a fair trip down, down south as well to, to then have a long, long trip home. So, yeah, been an interesting weekend, but I've been very impressed with Ipswich Town, actually newly promoted. They've got a great setup, some really, really young, um, strong youth talent um, being tapped up by, the, by England as well in their youth teams. Um, so I think they could have a very strong season. Um, but, yeah, some interesting results overall. 
Ouch, Cardiff City, what are you doing to my heart? Already have the men's on one eye and now I have to deal with losses for the women as well. Uh, thanks for that. Really appreciate that. Um, so let's just finish off and have a little chat about you and your football career. I know we've already alluded to it, but you joined Fulham in January 2021? Uh, no, I joined uh, literally a month ago, so in July. A month yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah. You need to tell them to update their website. Oh, really? They've had it that long? Oh, blimey. <laughs> <laughs> no, so obviously Leighton was disbanded in April, so that kind of makes sense that. So yes. how, how did you find them or did you sort, did they come looking for you or...? No, so I found them. So um, when um, Leighton Orient obviously disbanded, they've now gone independent. So they are now called London Seaward and they're financially supporting themselves. Um, but for me, I was just ready for a bit of a change up and um, looking for a different club. I kind of scouted around to see, obviously, I've got quite an intense job, so I couldn't play at too high of a level because um, I couldn't commit. But um, so I was kind of scouting around in the in the uh, Southeastern League and the travel was kind of quite a far out, you know, it was either deep Essex or, you know, down, down in Crawley and down south. So it was a, quite a way. So then I looked kind of the next league down, which is London, the southeast and Fulham just kind of caught my eye. I had a couple of calls with a few different clubs, but um, I had a for me like Fulham was just the right fit um Steve the coach there is is full-time by the club so that's a great help fully there all the time involved in the squad can put the 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 hours in that needs to be put in and after having a chat with him I just felt like it was right you know I've been training with them uh through pre-season and the girls are brilliant um they're really really lovely and they they made me feel really welcome and it just seemed right and it's been going really well um obviously we we have two solid training sessions a week which is great um, at Motspur Park and then obviously play on Sundays and yeah I'm really really enjoying it and I think we've got gr- we've got a great squad um real different mix in age which is brilliant you know it's not very young it's not too old it's it's a good mix we've got some some youngsters and then obviously the old ones like me um yeah it's going really well and I'm enjoying it and I think this season is going to be brilliant we've got some great aspirations for and we're, we're obviously pushing like most teams will be for promotion um we had a solid 5-1 win last week at Alsford in Ken and yeah it started off the season really well so I'm very excited feels like you've done a lot in such a short amount of time already yes yeah we yeah it really has it's been a whirlwind of a few months that's for sure um especially with COVID as well and then mm. uh, starting a new job all in between that as well it's, it's been a bit of a mental few months for me but um yeah it's um going really really well and I'm I'm very very happy with the move I think it was definitely the right choice so sounds good and you alluded to sort of the aspirations that the club have and I think you've you've already played five games, one four, drawn one. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. So it's quite a lot of teams in this league. What? So if promotion is the next step, because of where you are at with your league, what what is the next league? Sure. Yeah. So for us, you know, we've there's 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 a solid four or five teams in our league that could be up for promotion. Um, and you know, by February, we want to be in a position where we are within five points of the top, you know, because the last few games can can go anywhere. But we want to be at that point by February time. We want to we want to really be pushing. Um, obviously, then the next league up then will be the Southeastern um, uh, National League, which is obviously the one that London Sea would play in, which is previously Leighton Orient. Um, and that that level then is obviously pushing more further travel and things like that. But that's what they're aiming for. They've got the facilities. They've got the capabilities there. Um, and within the next three to four years, they want to be pushing and be playing in the Southern Prem. Um, and they've definitely got the backing for it. So, yeah, it's a very exciting time to be at Fulham. 
we've got some some great technology there as well you know in terms of monitoring our performances during games um, we get all the footage we've we also use um, player maker which is uh, it monitors your activity on your boots so you can see how things are going so you know we, we get everything that the men get there's nothing you know we don't we don't feel like we're being pushed aside which is fantastic mm-hmm. and yeah we've got it's, it's very very strong there and, and you sort of said, I mean, I wouldn't have mentioned age, for instance, but you say you're probably one of the older, more senior ones. Do you take yeah. the youngsters under your wing or so, what kind of advice do you sort of offer them? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's obviously more tricky when you've just come in. You don't want to be seen to be you know, the mother of the group. But um, yeah, definitely. I'm very much, you know, when you're younger, you can kind of overthink things in the game and, you know, your reactions to certain scenarios. But as you as you kind of progress as an athlete and you get a bit older and a bit more patient, maybe um, you can you kind of learn how to deal with situations on the pitch, whether that's a loss or whether that's, you know, a, a bad challenge and things like that. So I've kind of been quite one of the calm ones on the field and, you know, helping the youngsters out when think when things go wrong. Um, so, yeah, it's really exciting, actually. And we've, I mean, we've got some great technically gifted players on our team so um yeah we, we've got we've got a really so, strong strong season ahead mm, no it sounds really exciting um would you say just because of the league that you're in and you know the club is fully behind you guys is it quite strict because I know you just said that you've started a new job as well so I mean is there like a training regime if you if, you, if you've got to work late or you've got to do something and you can't go or Sure. Yeah, I mean, they're understanding. They obviously understand that we are not full time athletes and we do have other um, other things going on in our lives. So, yeah, obviously we're expected to be at training. And if we're not, then we need to let them know why. Um, but, yeah, there, it, there is some leniency there because you just have to at this level, unfortunately, because you just can't you can't be you can't be putting in constant hours. And there will be times when either you're away or, you know, you've got to work late. Um, but as long as you communicate that the club the club are brilliant and we've obviously got our whatsapp groups that most teams have and we communicate through there um and we just let each other know what's going on really but yeah they have they do have to be understanding at, the, at this level nice well Leighton orient's loss is definitely fulham's gain so sounds very exciting and wish you all the best for the rest of the season but i hope you'll be back on the podcast just to tell us how it's all going anyway of course 100 i'd love to and yeah um I'm, I'm guessing wishing all the teams good luck this season not just Fulham um because it's going to be a hopefully one of the now with two seasons cancelled on the trot I think most people are raring to go so it's going to be an interesting one mm. we're going to have to take some road trips Emily and get down to some of these games 100% that's all the time we have this week Emily Naomi thank you very much for your time and input I am sure we will be speaking again very very soon Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. You can find us at TWFP1 on Twitter and it's at the Women's Football Podcast on YouTube and Instagram. So please subscribe. And a shameless plug, because Luke's told me I have to mention it. We have been shortlisted in the Football Content Awards under Women in Football Small Business. So if you enjoy listening to us talk... Well, we can talk for hours about football. But yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, then please vote for us, which you can do by visiting www.footballcontentawards.com slash voting. Bye for now.